This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. It's a huge issue for Zoomers. Access to home care is crucial to allowing family caregivers to continue caring for loved ones at home and allowing more independent elders to remain in their homes. A new report says that 20% of seniors living in long-term care could be living at home if the right supports were in place. The Canadian Institute for Health Initiatives authored the report and a VP of Western Canada and Development Initiatives Georgina McDonald joins us now. Hello, Georgina. Thank you for joining us. Oh, hi, Libby. Very happy to be here. Well, first of all, were you surprised by this number? 20%? That's a lot. Um, Yeah, I was a little bit surprised. And what had you been expecting and why? Yeah. Um, Well, basically what we did is we we followed a sample of seniors over a three-year period and kind of followed the care they received between home care and residential care and acute care or hospital care. And um, what we looked at is after they had the first assessment or their first assessment to enter the system, we looked at where were they going. And and that's the 20%. We saw that about 20% of individuals who were going into residential or long-term care had characteristics that were quite similar to people that are served in the community. So, um, so we were, I think we were all a little bit surprised um, because systems across the country are currently under a lot of pressure. Um, having said that, Libby, what's happening with the population right now, as I'm sure you're well aware, is there's a lot of growth happening. Um, the 75-plus population is actually expected to double in the next 20 years. And I don't think there's a health organization across the country that isn't really trying to focus on providing the best care for seniors. Um, and so I think that it's just, it's, just, it's just the systems are a little under pressure right now. And, and will be much more under pressure. Uh, I'd just like to throw it out to our listeners because I know that a lot of them are caregivers and struggle to get the right amount of home care so that they can continue because that's a it's a huge stressful job often it's a spouse who is you know not yeah. that much younger than the person who needs care uh, or elders or people who are in their own home but really feel like they need some more support whether it's you know with housekeeping or with, um, you know, a little bit of nursing care. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. I'm on the line with Georgina McDonald, and we're talking about a new report that says up to 20% of people in nursing homes in long-term care could have stayed at home longer if only they had had a little more support. Uh, Georgina, at all, did you look at, I know that, you know, when people think this is about to happen, the waiting lists are very long. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they get on a waiting list perhaps before they really need to. And if their name comes up, you know, you've got to take it or you go to the bottom of the list. Is is that system a factor at all? Mm Mm-hmm. 
You know, we didn't look at wait lists per se in this study, um, but but I expect that it likely is, Libby. I think um, I think really what you're seeing um, with jurisdictions as they're trying to address this issue is they're really looking at kind of a range or a continuum of support uh, to help seniors remain independent in the community so that they don't feel the need <laughs> to put their name on a list prematurely. Because I think part of the reason that happens is people feel unsafe and they feel like, you know, their their loved ones are, are not going to be okay in the home. So they it's not that they want to put them into residen- or have them go into residential care. It's just that they, uh, they want to make sure they're safe. Well, and it, it, there's also an issue, I think, of caregiver burnout yeah, where yeah. where the people, they can't take it anymore and it starts to endanger their health. And, and it's also an issue of, you know, we've, we've had people on this show where, you know, they, they can't get respite to go and see a doctor for themselves. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, what you're seeing in, uh, like, this was a national study, right? So we looked at um, jurisdictions uh, across the country where we had the data. So we looked at the four western provinces, the Yukon and Ontario, and we talked a lot about, so, um, you know, what is it that seems to be working within jurisdictions? And, and I think what, what, I'm, what, what we're hearing a lot is it's sort of those jurisdictions that are really beginning to look at this holistically, like really paying attention to kind of what are those factors that help to determine health, right? And it's, you know, the basic things like, you know, um, transportation, housing, um, food security, you know, all those so, so social connectedness. Um, and then in addition to that, it's really good health services that are coordinated. Um, so I think that the jurisdictions that are beginning to look at kind of that whole picture, bringing in community volunteer groups, connecting the dots between physician care and the home support and home care and acute care, you know, really connecting the dots for a senior, I think those are the, those are the ones that are starting to see a little bit of a difference, and I think that's what people are really starting to look at to deal with that aging population. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's take a call from uh, Patricia in Etobicoke. Hi, Patricia. How are you? Yeah, hi, Libby. Um, I'm good. Thank you. It's a beautiful day today. No complaints from me, even though I'm a senior. Okay. Um, I, I I'm Sorry, I volunteer for a nonprofit organization that helps to take care of seniors, and their main job is helping to keep seniors in their own homes. However, one of the biggest problems they have is having enough home health and PSWs. And the main reason, there's two main reasons. One, the money's no good. Two, if a a PSW has four clients in a day, they may be going to that each client for two hours. That's an eight-hour day. However, they can... But they, that is only, they only get paid when they're with the client. But they have to travel from one client to another. So they can be out of their own homes for 10, 11 hours. They only get paid for eight. So if they're traveling between clients, why aren't they getting paid? That, I think, is something that the government needs to look at. Well, I don't know. Most of us uh, aren't paid getting to and from work. Well, no, you're not being paid. I mean, but you're just going to work. I mean, I, I used to work in an office, so it would take me an hour and a half to get to oh, work. Oh, I see what you're saying. But once I got to the office, 
I'm there. So whether I'm there for six hours, eight hours, ten hours, I got paid for those hours. Well, I didn't, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but, but you, I, you I see what you're saying, because they have... People are leaving, say, at seven o'clock in the morning. Okay, I, I see what you're saying. Uh, do you think, uh, Georgina, that the issue is that there just aren't enough uh, PSWs, or is it just there aren't enough paid hours Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, you know, from the study we did, we didn't actually look at that specifically. Um, I am aware, though, that in in, uh, in jurisdictions, there is a lot of work trying to, um, like, for instance, geographically place the clients that a home care worker is going to in the same jurisdiction to try to minimize that travel. Um, um, also, some jurisdictions are looking at um, sort of telehome care. I don't know if that's the right term for it, but it's you know where um, a, a, where an individual can actually be monitored in their home, like sort of weight, blood pressure, etc., and and by themselves. And they do that, and it gets uploaded to uh, to to a computer system, and then the nurses can kind of look at that for maybe 30, 30 clients in, in the morning and decide, looking at those vitals for those thirty who should I go to? As opposed to going to all 30, maybe they only have to go to six that day based on kind of what the signs, the vitals are. That, that's um, a, an interesting thought. And Patricia, that, that volunteer work that you do, I think is uh, very important. Oh, tremendously. Well, I, I get more out of it than I put into it, to be perfectly honest with you. And I enjoy yeah. what I do. But she's missing one point there. These, yeah. Most of these PSWs and, and home care um, um, workers they're having to go to the clients. The clients need um, bathing. Yeah. The clients need housework done. They need to be taken shopping um, and, and things like this. So you yeah, have yeah. to be physically there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not going out into the field. I actually volunteer within the building and, um, because yeah. they, they have all sorts of things going on for seniors. And, and that, that's where I volunteer. But I'm talking about the PSWs right. and the home care workers that have to go out to the seniors and the disabled. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. what I, my, my, my concern is. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, yeah, I, I appreciate that. Sorry for the, the oh, confusion. Okay, there. Patricia. Thank yeah. you very much for that and keep up the good work. Yeah. Thank you. Bye bye. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're, we're starting to run out of time. No, there's a huge cost issue here too, Georgine. I mean, we would save a huge amount of money. Home care is a lot cheaper than long term care. Yeah, yeah, there, there, there is no question, um, uh, Libby, as I think the, the more we can do to kind of bring in the community, so bringing in um, people like Patricia, like people who are doing volunteer work to support seniors to stay in their home with the care that um, health authorities and organizations are providing is, is definitely the way to support folks to stay in their home for as long as possible. And if we can do that, like if we could delay um, ad- admission, like it would be great to avoid it. But even if you can delay it by yeah. one month, if you were looking at a jurisdiction with 30,000 residential care beds, you'd free up about 1,000 spaces. Um, really? In a year. Yeah, it's pretty significant because there's a lot of beds, right? Um, on average, people stay about 18 months. If you could decrease that by to 17, 16, 50, you, you could actually have quite an impact on the system. And we know as we look forward, we're going to need that capacity to to really meet the needs of uh, those complex seniors going forward. And I guess it's a matter of shifting budgets from one envelope to another. 
Yeah, yeah. And and I, I really do want to reinforce it's this is not about seniors. It's not about blaming seniors for being in the wrong place in the wrong time. And I, it, it is also, I want to say that all the health organizations I've been across the country, this is this is front and center on their windshield. They're all trying to figure out what is the right care. You know, how do we provide the right care for seniors to support them going forward? Okay, we're basically out of time. Just uh, one point I'd like to make before we go. I, I, do we need, yes or no, do we need a national strategy on this? Um, I, I think that jurisdictions, healthcare tends to be provincial. Yep. Um, I think there certainly is a national strategy and national interest in home care um, and increasing home care that's been going on with the health accord um, conversations with provinces. And I think, I don't know if it's a national strategy or certainly sharing our learnings uh, from jurisdictions of what's working best makes a lot of sense. Okay, Georgina McDonald, thank you so much. Thank you, Libby. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.